Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. them Tigers, baby. <laughs> 35-31. Down goes the Badgers. Last three plays of the game. Jordan Jefferson gets the strip sack. Makai Wingo gets the sack. And then Greg Penn, to end it all, gets a sack to end it as the LSU Tigers win 35-31 against the Wisconsin Badgers. We'll talk about it all here today. Garrett Nussmeyer getting his first start, going for 395 yards in the air, three touchdowns, one interception. Kyron Lacey with a really good game. Chris Hilton with a massive catch there at the end and a touchdown, has 56 yards. Brian Thomas Jr., eight catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Look, man. I mean, you needed a moral victory to some extent with Jane Daniels not playing. This team continued to fight throughout the entire game. I know it's Wisconsin. I know your defense at times still sucked today, and they did suck. But there at the end, they they stood up. Tanner Mordecai had 378 passing yards, the Wisconsin quarterback, and three touchdowns. Your secondary was not good. <laughs> I mean, it was not good. But LSU mixed some things up today. We'll talk a lot about what we saw throughout the game. We can't, or throughout the game. We will get to your comments, thoughts, and concerns. If you have a question, thought, or concern, the easiest way for it to be read on tonight's show or today's show is by sending us a super chat like Michael Morse just did with a $199 super chat and says, let's freaking go. Yes, indeed. Yes, 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 indeed. So listen. Throughout the entire, so let, we can start and, and, and talk about it. Uh, bring in your super chats. You get your questions read, thoughts, concerns, all that. Um, but let's go through the entire the entirety of it. To start the game, oh, let me say this too. Everybody do us a favor by hitting it. See, it's been a while since we've done a post-game show, so I'm a little rusty. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're on Facebook, hit that like button, hit that share button. Share to all those social media pages. Share to your own social media pages. If you're watching us, listen to us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, notification bell, wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe. As every post-game show that we do, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, is all, always brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. Use that promo code BELIEVE50. That's BELIEVE50 at checkout. You'll get it 50% off. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, where the action starts. Let's talk about it. So the game um, really started off slow for LSU. Did not look good in the first quarter. Quite honestly, you had a horrible first quarter. You are unable to score. You come out. You have to punt. I thought the first drive from Nuss in his first ever start was not bad. 
but defense was atrocious, giving up the early touchdown. They allowed two passing plays in that first drive for 61 yards, both combining for 61 yards and a touchdown. LSU offense comes right back out. They can't do anything. They go three and out, have to punt. Second possession defensively. You actually get a three and out. So when they bet, okay, well, maybe you can go down and score. But the entire first quarter, you can't do anything. You can't run the football effectively, which is something that we're actually going to talk about a little bit here tonight too. LSU did not run the ball effectively whatsoever, in my opinion today. I mean, look, they ran the ball 25 times for 97 yards. It's not. It was not good enough, in my opinion. But they, when they needed it most, they found ways to do it, um, and pick up crucial for uh, uh, crucial uh, first downs. Going into the second quarter, though, it seemed like the offense. It seemed like the team started settling in a little bit as Garrett Nussmeyer would come out firing at all cylinders. Heating Kyron Lacey for 24 yards. Heating Mason Taylor, who had a pretty big game considering how he's done this year so far. Or not even so far. We're at the end of the season. But he had an 18-yard catch. And then you get down to to the one-yard line. And Harold Perkins Jr., Harold Perkins Jr., hit-sticking somebody, getting in for the touchdown. ba 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 da Tigers get on the board. You get another stop um, on Wisconsin. They missed the field goal. You'd come right back around. This was the crucial, to me, this was the drive that turned everything around and what I thought about Garrett Nussmeyer. Because on the sixth possession of the game, you get a couple little dink down throws. You get a pass interference. On Kyron Lacey, uh, Kyron Lacey then uh, either you could consider it a drop. I thought the pass was behind him. It was a bad throw by Nussmeyer. But Brian Thomas Jr. gets a 17-yard catch. Williams gets a 12-yard run. Here was the biggest thing and what I saw in the development of Garrett Nussmeyer today after he calmed down. Guys, he hit Caleb Jackson on a little dump-off pass when you're down seven. Okay, goes for 13. Caleb Jackson gets a run in the very next play for a score. A lot of times, Garrett would just chunk it all over the place. No holes bar, wouldn't care. But sometimes you just got to pick up first downs and move the chains. He did that a lot today, which showed the progression of this team. Like, showed the progression of him. And so I thought that all around, Garrett had a really good day. To be honest with you, I thought the entire passing game was really good. I know that you won't have Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas anymore, and you're going to have to figure out who your number one is. But Garrett had a great day. I thought there was a lot of great play calls, even some of them that weren't greatly executed, like the double reverse pass that Garrett Nussmeyer just threw completely into the other zip code, had no business throwing it, had... Chris Hilton Jr., wide open, but it was what it was. But LSU would go down on the Caleb Jackson run-in and tie the game. LSU at no point until the very end led at all until the fourth quarter. But I got to be real with you. When Wisconsin got the ball back in the second quarter and scored their only touchdown of the second quarter – And they go into halftime 21-14. Just being honest with you, I did not feel good about it at all. I I just like, man, they get the ball coming out at halftime. What's going to happen here? And then something crazy happened. You give up a 33-yard run for a touchdown coming out at half. Guys, you're down 28-14, and it's not looking good whatsoever. But Garrett Nussmeyer was in his zone. Dude, from the sixth possession on, so right before halftime on, I know that he threw a pick. I know he threw an interception. I I mean, it was honestly not a great decision. But he comes right down after getting the ball back, okay? He throws a 38-yard touchdown pass to Brian Thomas Jr., okay? The very next possession, 
that he would have, he would throw a touchdown to Chris Hilton, the one on the back left part of the end zone that got reviewed that was not overturned, okay? Wisconsin goes down and kicks a field goal. It's good. Now you wind up having a punt. You have the turnover in there. Chris Hill, I mean, uh, Aaron Anderson gets hit. The ball comes out. You had some very tough drives, but when it mattered most, when it mattered most, Brian Thomas Jr., at the end of the game, let's talk about that last drive, the 13th possession of the game. Garrett misses uh, Chris Hilton, the 98-yard drive, which is a legacy drive. So this is what you need to know about Garrett Nussmeyer, which is going to be the legacy for him all offseason. The first play, he throws the pass to Chris Hilton, and I'm like, man, he's got him wide open. You've got to go 98 yards. Just try to get first downs. Well, Brian Kelly knew exactly what he was doing because he gets two runs in there. Williams goes for nine and then goes for one. Garrett has a throwaway. But Kyron Lacey had a massive day. Massive, massive day from number two. He gets a 37-yard reception. The very next play, Chris Hilton gets the, the go route, the bomb from Garrett Nussmeyer. Beautiful pass. A little bit behind him, okay? Could have led him a little bit more, but a great catch by Chris Hilton Jr. for 43 yards a three-yard run by Williams, and then a Brian Thomas Jr. touchdown. That is the legacy drive. So you you really feel good about, uh, and really and truthfully, against a team in defense. Guys, Wisconsin's defense was not bad this year at all. They're actually a pretty darn good defense. And Garrett goes out there and throws for 395. We're going to do this. I'm going to show you uh, the stats here just to, to, to wrap it all up in a bow. But Garrett Nussmeyer goes 31 of 45. Got to get a little bit better there. Missed some passes. He had no business missing. 395, three touchdowns, one interception. Josh Williams leads the way in rushing with 51 yards and no touchdowns. Caleb Jackson, who I thought would get more touches in this game, did not. Two carries, 15 yards and a score. I do think that you got to get him some more touches. Logan Diggs, who, guys, I, I don't know if he takes another snap as an LSU Tiger, um, had one carry, one yard. He got hit. He came, he ran out. You know what is his what is his decision with the and look, I'm going to tell you with these two time transfer rules, and you being able to play next year. What does he do? You know, does he go in the draft? Does he go back in the portal? I, I don't know, but it it does not see if you follow him on Twitter. It does not seem like Logan Diggs wants to be here. Quite honestly, you don't need him. I, I'm just being real. You don't need him. Is he a good back? Yeah. Is he somebody that you would want on this team? Sure. But his actions and things that he's saying on social media, he goes out there, he gets hit, and he's like, oh, I got a little, you know, I get hit in my thigh, I don't want to play, he runs off. Good on him. Good on him. We'll see you. We'll see you. The only thing that I would say offensively before we move to defense, um, the only thing I would say is you did not run the ball effectively enough, in my opinion, that gave me a lot of – like, I'm going to need to see a little bit more there. I don't know how you feel, but it, but to me, I just did not feel like you got the running game going enough. Okay, guys, you, ran, you didn't run for 100 yards in this game. And one thing that we'll talk about all offseason, not going to start it today because you won – I'm being, am I being a little nitpicky? Maybe. But Jane Daniels covered up a lot of sins in the run game. A lot, a lot, a lot of sins in the running game. You're going to have to throw the ball that much to win games next year. I, I, I mean, because you got pretty much your entire offensive line coming back. You got a stable of running backs that will be here with Caden Durham, Caleb Jackson, Trey Holly. Josh Williams says that he's leaning on coming back. What does Noah Kane do? The bottom line is you, you got to be able to run the ball a little bit more effectively. You can't throw the ball 40-plus 40, 40 times a game and sustain wins. You're going to have to be able to, to run the clock down, play a little bit of keep away. You, I thought the O-line did good, just don't. They kind of just ran the same inside zone all day long. They didn't mix anything up in the running game, and that's not good. Like, and then you went for it on fourth down, and remember the fourth down call that LSU had, not the one in the end zone. 
But the fourth down run that you had where you're going underneath center and a big jumbo package and you're handing the ball off. I know Charles Turner got absolutely blasted and that's on him. But guys, you've never done that all year long. Why start now? You know, you want to talk about going under center. Oh, I don't understand. If you're going to go under center, do the do the bush push. Don't do not do not. Guys, they run. They ran a power zone blocking scheme. Fourth and one. Both teams got their jumbo package in. It's a horribly called play. Should not have run it. And you got pushed around a little bit sometimes in the running game. You got to get better there. All right. Overall, offensively, Garrett Nussmeyer showed me everything that I wanted to see. Are there areas and things that he has to get better at? Yes. But, guys, that's his first start. In his first start, he throws for 395 yards. 395 yards. I, you can't, I'm not like, that's a hell of a performance. Anybody taking anything away from Garrett Nussmeyer is a buffoon. Can you be nitpicky? Can you say he's got to do this, this, and this a little bit better? Moving into next year, having a big offseason? Sure, 1,000%. But guys, you just got back-to-back years with 10 wins under Brian Kelly. Back-to-back years... You got 10 wins, and the quarterback play, let's call it what it is, is pretty steady, more than steady. It's above steady. You got one dude winning a Heisman, and another guy, if he figures some things out and gets more game reps and experience, because Garrett Nussmeyer's got the tools, where he might not have been ready to start the year a year ago. Not this year, but a year ago. Garrett Nussmeyer was not ready. So when you ask me, and you're going to ask me this tomorrow when we go live on the show, what do you think about the OC job? What do you think about Cortez? What do you think about Joe Sloan? The, the co- combination of those two guys. You know what I'm going to tell you? The progression I've seen from Garrett Nussmeyer, the, the progression that I've seen from guys like Kyron Lacey and Brian Thomas Jr. tells me everything I need to know about Cortez Hickton and Joe Sloan teaming up to be co-OCs. Everything I need to know. I, I would not be surprised. Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I would not be surprised if tomorrow that's permanent. And you go into 2024 co-OCs. You you got both coordinators talking about how they uh, 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 they work together and they complement one another. Guys, they had a really good day. I I mean, they got to do some different. They got to do some things better. You're playing a Wisconsin team that didn't have many opt-outs. And year one over under Luke Fickle. They're not a bad team. They're not better than you, but they're not a bad team. I, I, I like what I saw. Let's move over to the defensive side of things very quickly because I, I, I've already made this known publicly. Um, I, I'm going to let it be known again. So there's a couple things here. Multiple things can be true at once. And... I don't want to, because I'm going to say something, okay? Um, and two things can be true at once. I do like some of the play calls that Matt House ran out there with today. I expected more from guys like Ashton Stamps. I, I saw with my own eyes. It's not just me. We've brought guests on this show who said the same exact thing. Thought Ashton Stamps, the way that he performed in practice against guys like Brian Thomas Jr., I thought maybe he had taken the next step. Well, we're going to have to reevaluate that. JV and Toviano, I don't think it's a boundary corner. They're going to have to figure something out there because he's not a boundary corner. Um, I like the game plan that they had. I actually loved it, to be honest with you. But I am a guy, personally, have said this for years since we started doing a daily show back in 2020. I want you to send pressure all night long. They did that. There were times that you could not get home. There were a lot of times that you missed tackles. There were a lot of times that I thought that Matt House put players in a position 
to make plays, and they didn't. Stay with me. Just stay with me. Don't go in the comments absolutely killing me. Matt House, a lot of times today, put players in position to make plays, and they whiffed. I thought that they gave opportunities for guys like Deshaun Womack who could have made a couple of plays here and there and he, and he just unfortunately missed. Same with Harold Perkins. Same with Major Burns, Andre Sam, Javian Tovian. You name it. There was a lot to be left on the field. You, quite honestly, if you make half the tackles that you missed, you're winning this game 35-21 at max. But there's still a lot to be critiqued on with what he's doing on third down. We told you when, uh, at least in the last two weeks when we were at practice that LSU had been running a lot of bump and run man-to-man coverage. And I thought that it messed up a lot of the timing from Tanner Mordecai. The problem, though, is that I have with this team, okay, you get you let guys like Will Pauling, like none of us going into this game knew who Will Pauling was, the receiver for Wisconsin. Who? Like the, the old Snoop Dogg meme. Who? Nobody knew who Will Pauling was, but he goes nuts. Eight catches, 143 yards, and two touchdowns. Guys, Tanner Mordecai is not a good quarterback. He is not a good quarterback. This is not a good offense. This offense that you played was one of the worst, not only in the country, but in the Big Ten. They ran the ball a lot. Now, their lead back was out, and I understand that. Tanner Mordecai is not a great quarterback. Hasn't been all year long. I think Phil Longo is a really good play caller. You gave him a month to prepare on an LSU team. Maybe that benefited them some. But I I think you got to make changes. I think that you got to make changes all across the defensive staff. Some of them are not going to be popular. They're not going to be popular with some of the players, and I understand that. But I'm going to personally, I'm going to say you got to move on. Now, here's the realistic question: Will they? I don't know. Like I, I don't know yet. No one has definitively who knows what they're talking about that's in that administration or around Brian Kelly told me that Matt House was leaving. Not definitively. I think that they want him to possibly find a job somewhere else in the NFL maybe and then make a hire. But I like the game plan. Which brings me to the point here you're going to have to have one hell of an offseason developmental-wise with this team on defense. Like, again, Matt House is not a good D.C., and I am not going to argue with you. Not going to argue with you. You can't miss all those plays that, that he puts you in a position to make because they ran outside zone like 17 times today. Outside zone. You couldn't stop that shit if you wanted to. Over and over and over and over and over again. 17 times. After they ran it for the fifth time, we st- I started marking it down in this handy-dandy black notebook that's got all my deep, dark LSU secrets in it. And you could not stop shit. At some point, and I know that you probably hate on me trashing players. I'm not trashing anybody. I'm not trashing anybody. I'm telling you realistically what just happened on the field. You got to make plays. Like, you got to make plays. So, you can hate me for it. You can hate anybody who says the same thing for it. But deep down that you know, when Whit Weeks, as an example, has a chance and it's coming on a free blitz on the outside on a quarterback who let's just call it what it is, is slower than molasses in the wintertime. Tanner Mordecai, yeah, he's a decent little athlete. He ain't got shit on wet weeks. You got to be able to bring him down. Exactly like you did in that very last drive defensively 
when you got the strip sack by Jefferson, you got the sack by Wingo, and then you got the sack by Greg Penn. Those are the things that you got to do. Even if you get two of those, like you got to make plays, man. All right. Let's get to a couple of your comments because I do see some super chats in here. But bottom line is we got a long, long pause, but we have a long off season that these guys are going to have to develop and develop quickly. Because if you look, man, I'm just telling you, I think Jordan Gilbert, the safety coming in from A&M has shown that he can play in the SEC. He's shown that he can be a good one. But guys like Kylan Jackson, can Deshaun McBride from from Denham, can any one of these corners that are coming in, like P.J. Woodland, whoever it may be, can can we find some dudes that can play? Now, yesterday at midnight, or today at midnight, technically it was 11 a.m., which, by the way, just going to throw this in there for the chat, 16 hours... (laughs) Before it was official, we put on our message board, AYSSnetwork.com slash forum, we put our crystal ball pick in, which we call Ben's picks, for Don McKinley to LSU. You got nine of the la- you got nine out of ten of the top recruits from the state of Louisiana in this recruiting class. Nine of the ten. It's never happened. Last time it happened was 2001. Do you know who was here in 2001? You remember who was here in 2001. You got to develop. You got to recruit. You're top seven recruiting class in the country. I don't think that that's bad. But you're going to have to develop and hope some of these freshmen early hit so that you can be better defensively. Don McKinley yesterday committed and flipped his pick from A&M to LSU. It's a, you know... Can he come in and make some really good things happen? I think he's had a great All-American week. A really good All-American week. Where he didn't do some good things during the season at Acadiana, he's had one hell of an All-American week. And we'll see how he does in a couple of days. But I would make a change on staff members. I would make a change on play calling defensively. I don't know if they're going to do that. And we'll just have to wait and see how it progresses. Maybe... Another offseason helps this defense. We'll see. All right, send in your Super Chats. You can send in your Super Chats. Thoughts, questions, concerns. Throw them inside the the chat, the Rudy Crew chat. We'll get to all those Super Chats and get to as many of them as we can, the other comments as well. But if you want something red, put in this Super Chat. Uh, Arctic Tiger with a $199 Super Chat says, undefeated so far in 2024. Boom. Thank you for the super chat. TCT with a $20 super chat. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Says STTB. I think you left out a D there, pause. He says, thank you for capping each week um, of my college football routine. You've been a great find, and I'm hoping for your channel to grow. Thank you so much for that, man. From an LSU fan living in Alabama, do you think – We'll close in on uh, Terry Bussey. Um, I think they're pushing for Terry Bussey. And could Terry Bussey be a guy that could come in and play for you, the five-star out of Texas, Timpson, Texas? Could he come in and play for you immediately? You need players. You need dudes. Guys, it's not – like, look. You need dudes like what you did today that you can just roll out there and go man-on-man coverage and win. You didn't have a lot of that happening today. You had some of it, but you didn't have a lot of that happening today. And you're going to have to get better there, or you're going to have a lot of the same stuff. Now, I saw a lot of good stuff in practice from a guy like Ashton Stamps. Today, it did not translate. Pauline and Green and those boys, they pieced our young boundary corners up. They pieced them up. I I mean, guys, we're acting like, you know, don't act as if like Tanner Mordecai is the second coming of Jesus Christ, because he's not. I mean, the dude's so far away from Jesus Christ, he probably even can't can't even take communion. All right, but the but the bottom line is, you got to be able to win. 
I love the game plan on sending pressure. If you're that bad, it's what we called for all year long. It's it's 1,000% on these postgame shows every, and every single week what I was begging Matt House to do. Begging. If you're not going to win on the outside, if you can't cover anybody, send the heat. Send the house, pun intended. With that being said, though, you're going to need guys like Bussy who can come in here and win one-on-one matchups. Or you're going to have a lot of the same stuff. I do think you've got some guys in this recruiting class that can do that. But if you, if you don't start winning some of those one-on-ones, guys, you're not changing shit. Uh, Barry B with a $5 super chat says worst defensive performance of the year, considering the offense they were playing against. Um, Hmm. I don't think it's the worst defensive performance. Barry B to be honest with you. Um, it, I get what you're saying. It, It was, it was lackluster. It wasn't great, but you made some stops there. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think. I mean, Bama was really bad, man. Bama was really bad. I mean, A&M played a third-string quarterback, a lefty, uh, and they had nobody. Yeah, I, I don't think – to me, I don't think it's the worst defensive performance. I think I, I think I go Bama is the worst defensive performance because you had a week to prepare. You had so many things. I mean, you just didn't change anything. You didn't even put a spy on – um, Jalen Milrow, and they play tonight. What they, What's that game start at 5 o'clock? Right? So, we'll see how they do. But I don't know if it's the worst defensive performance. Thank you for the super chat. But um, it's it's up there. It, it It's certainly up there. You can't send in your super chats. We'll get to your um, – we'll get to your thoughts and questions. Uh, Corey Rogers with a $199 super chat says, Phil Parker – I'm assuming D.C., Bo Davis, Seth Wallace, top five defense. Um, Phil Parker's not coming here. I, I mean, Phil Parker's not coming here. So, I, I hate to tell people. Um, He's not coming here. I'm trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to be that guy. He's just not going to come here. And it sucks, you know, um, but he's not going to come here. Now, Bo Davis, on the other hand, um, you know what else? Because I'm I'm just going down this. You know what else, too? Let's just see what happens. I, I don't know about the Bo Davis thing. Do I think that they're entertaining it? Here, I'm going to take the gloves off. New year, new me. New year, new Blake. Do I think that they've had conversations with Bo Davis? Yes, I do. I think they had conversations with Bo Davis when they hired Jimmy Lindsay. Um, How many times has BK had a chance to go hire Bo Davis and didn't? Now... You're in a little bit more desperation here. You know, like this this go around, this team. You're in a little bit more of a desperation mode. Um, but I, I don't – I'm not confident. I, you know, if someone asked me, like, gun to my head, Blake, what do you think about Bo Davis? I'd say it's 50-50 at best that he comes back here. Because, guys, Texas might play for – I mean, Texas – might beat Washington tonight and play for a national title in a week or two weeks. Now, do I believe that guys like Don McKinley have been told who their D-line coach will be? Probably. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 do, I do not know that. Would love it. Would love it, but we'll see. Arctic Tiger again with the $199 Super Chat says, last two years we have given up 30-plus a game against the Power Five. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. That, that quite honestly, that's horrible. 
And, and look, you play teams next year like Oklahoma. You play teams next year like Ole Miss, uh, Alabama, USC. And, and be real with you. Look, man, did y'all see Miller Moss at USC? I, I, I mean, UCLA, Chip Kelly's an offensive-minded dude. You, you can't allow these things to happen. Or you, either you're going to have to hold everybody to 30 points and hope that you can get to 35, or you're just it, – it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable to give up that many points per game in the Power Five. It's not. And especially you being LSU. Like, that's not – you can't do that here. Guys, we have fired people for less. We have let people walk from LSU for less. Even under the Brian Kelly era. You know, like, I mean, you can't, that cannot happen. Thank you, Arctic, for the super chat. Chris Dreamless, J-O-D, with a $5 super chat, says, thoughts on the D.C. change? I would do it personally. I mean, personally, I would go after or I would kick the tires on guys like uh, uh, Blake Baker. Um, I'd kick the tires on Gidry out of Miami. There's so many different dudes I kick the tires on. I, I mean, you can't be, it cannot be, it will not be worse. It will not be worse. Now, tomorrow, let's see what tomorrow brings. Tomorrow, there's no telling what's going to happen tomorrow. No telling what will happen. Guys could be resigning, getting fired, going elsewhere. Shit, it could happen tonight. Right? Like, it could it, it could easily start tonight. Listen to this. This is Todd Politz. Um, says, the most recent fourth quarter comeback win by LSU in a bowl game uh, was in 2020 versus Georgia Tech in the Peach Bowl. LSU also wore purple. In 2000, LSU trailed 14-9 going into the fourth quarter, won 28-14. In 2024, LSU trailed 31-28 entering the fourth quarter, won 35-31. Maybe the purple jerseys give you a little bit of a spark, man. Maybe they give you a little bit of a spark. But one, one thing that's not giving you a spark is Matt House. So, yeah, I would I would definitely make some changes. Michael Morse sends a $1 or $2 super chat. says, Ole Miss was by far worse in my opinion. Oh, God, yeah. O- Ole Miss was a ho- – yeah, I, you know, I didn't even think about Ole Miss. Ole Miss was a horrible defensive effort. Ass. Ass. How on YouTube with a $199 super chat says, what would you do with Harold Perkins – junior on defense in 2024 uh i personally i would get him to rush the passer more i would still put him in some of the same stuff that he had been doing uh, i would just be exotic with him you know like i, I would move him around I, I would make him rush i would make him go in zone but in zone in the middle of the field i would not put him towards the boundary him going to the sidelines and like so for let me give an example okay what Perkins did a lot this year was he would go in the flat to the middle third of your defense on one side of one side of the field. Doing that to him, okay, li- limits where he could be at any given moment. So he's just going to be on this side. Well, you know what? Let me attack the left side of LSU's defense. I'm going to go away from him. Putting him more in the middle, at least in zone or blitzing or whatever it is, exactly what he did in 2022 changes the game for you. The reason that he made so many plays in 2022, he would rush off the edge. He would play zone defense through the middle. I I mean, why you change that, I don't know. He would spy. He would do different things. Now, Harold Parkins got hurt. At the end of the game, he was not in the game when uh, LSU got those three sacks there at the end. Um, looks like he's got a left arm injury. He was in a sling. Um, so we'll we'll see. I mean, obviously, he'll be ready to go next year. Um, not going to hold him out on anything. But, yeah. 
Uh, one thing we hadn't talked about either is it's taken me 30-plus minutes to um, to talk about this. We do have a new um, all-time leader in receiving yards for LSU football, that being Malik Neighbors. Congratulations to Malik Neighbors. He did not play in the second half. Don't Didn't want him to play in the second half. He's got too much to look forward to. Glad that him and Jaden were there with the team to support the team. But, guys, the, the truth is, even if you would have lost today, they got more they got more to lose than for them to, you know, more to lose if they got hurt. Like, for example, when Kyron Lacey went down, he's holding his knee. I'm like, man, this sucks. What if that would have happened to a Malik Neighbors? Now, I know that Lacey came back in, but – like, you don't want to see that shit. Why would you want to see that stupid shit? I don't, for not for a meaningless bowl game. Now, if you're in the playoff, I mean, clearly there are things, okay? But I, I don't want to see that shit. Glad he got the record. He's the all-time leading receiver in LSU's football's history. Good on him. Good on him. So, congratulations to Malik Neighbors. Happy for everything that he has done and he has accomplished at LSU. He has been a tiger through and through, begged and worked for that offer um, for so long until Ed finally gave it to him. Um, and he's been nothing but an exceptional tiger. He's been an exceptional tiger through and through. So happy for Malik. I'm happy for um, even guys like Brian Thomas Jr. You know, like really happy for guys like Brian Thomas Jr. as well. Okay. Show of thumbs inside the Super Chat. Give me a thumbs up. Do you want us to take phone calls? Because I think we're going to take some phone calls here. And I want your reaction. Give me a reaction to the game today. Give me some reaction on what you think going into the future and just the season. Give me your overall assessment of the game, season, anything you want to talk about. This is our last 2023 season. Uh, post game show. Now, obviously, you know that we um, do post game shows for some basketball, not a lot, but we do them for baseball for sure. Um, so we're going to take some phone calls. We'll take some phone calls. So let me just do this really quickly. Let me set everything up and we'll take your phone calls 225 435 9387. That's 225 435 9387 will round out our last football season 2023 post game show. Let's talk about our good friends at betonline.ag. Don't go anywhere. We're back in 30 seconds. Betonline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports esports and even golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures head on over to bet online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 that's believe 50 b-l-e-a-v five zero to receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit that's betonline.ag BetOnline.ag. We're back. We are back. 225-435-9387. You want to call in, you can. We will take your phone calls. We we will take your phone calls here today. Um Mac 30 says Savion put on more weight and it slowed him down this year. I agree with that. I agree with that. I 1000% agree with that. Now look, um, they got so many things that they have to figure out defensively. So many things that they have to figure out defensively. Let's hope that they can. Let's hope that they can. All right, you're on the phone with Blake Rafino. This is the AYS postgame show. You hung up on me. All right. Well, we did have a caller there. Uh, Don says, hey, Blake, your boy Hilton is looking good. Yeah, he's looking good. 
Yeah, he's looking good. Had a great game. Had a great game. So we'll see how he continues to progress, but he had a great game. I uh, had the touchdown early, so look good. All right, you're on the phone with Blake Rafino. This is the AYS postgame show. Who do we have the pleasure of talking to? Uh, this is, uh, once again, Drew Rosenbaum from Meridian, Mississippi. Happy New Year to you, Blake, you and yours, buddy, my man. Happy New Year to you. What would you think of the game? What did you think of the season? <clears throat> well, obviously, I thought the game, I mean, I was happy that we won. Uh, I'm happy for the players, most most importantly. But I uh, really, really am thrilled for the Gus Bus Nussmeyer. I thought he, uh, after a slow start in the first quarter, I thought he really – Really played a heck of a football game. Thirty-one of forty-five, three ninety-ninety-five, couple of touchdowns, three touchdowns for his first start as an LSU Tiger. I thought it was just really good. But what really impressed me with that quarterback was that I, I noticed that you know, he, you know, he's he's been known as the so-called quote-unquote gunslinger. Mm-hmm. And today, I I saw a guy that was checking it down making the easy throws to, to the running back. Uh, he didn't force anything other than that one INT. And and to me, I think that uh, that's where I think the the couple of years that he's been in our system has really helped him. What do you think? All right. The chat said they couldn't hear hear you. Chat, let me know in the in the um in the comments if you <laughs> um can you repeat what you just said? So we'll start over. I, repeat what you just said. See if they can hear okay. you. Okay, I'll just paraphrase. Uh, I, I was happy. I'm happy that the LSU obviously got the W. Um, I'm happy for the players, uh, but I'm really, really happy for Garrett Nussmeyer. Here's a guy that's been in our system for three years. Finally got his turn uh, to start, and I really thought after a slow start, uh, you know, starting from the second quarter on, I thought he he played a fantastic football game. Yes, he missed some throws. Yes, he. Missed some reads, but the one thing that I really noticed that I was really impressed with him is the fact that you know he's known as he was known as the quote unquote gunslinger, right? And what I saw today was a guy that threw it, threw, make he made the easy throws to his running backs. He he checked it now. He didn't force anything down the field that wasn't there. He he was in complete. In my opinion, I, I thought that he was in complete control from start to finish of what he did today on the football field. What did you think? I thought that, yeah, I I thought that he didn't panic, right? Like, I thought that um, when things did not go his way, where I thought in the beginning of his tenure, Nussmeyer's tenure at LSU, that he would force things and he would rush and he would panic, okay? He goes, here's what the biggest thing about Nuss for me today was. The checkdowns, not trying to force things, but not panicking, Right, like being down fourteen to nothing, yeah. and then being down twenty-eight to fourteen, he just fires back and just comes back in a flurry. And, and look, I tweeted yeah. this. Okay, I tweeted, he's got to take shots down the field. Like, don't be, don't let coaching push, like, hinder you so much where you just completely change who you are. Well, then he starts throwing the ball down the field. He gets the completions. He starts making things happen. I was really impressed by Garrett Nussmeyer today, but. He's still got a lot of growing to do, okay? The, no, que- the, the inter- no question. The interception that he, thrown, that he threw, he, you know, he's rolling left. He's trying to make an acrobatic throw. I, I don't want the acrobatic throw. Get yards, get man, down, man. okay? That's what that's what makes guys like Jane Daniels elite. Like, hey, man, I might be able to make this throw, but I sure as shit could get 10 yards and slide. Those are things mm-hmm. that I think that he's got to work on down the stretch that I think they will. But I was very and highly impressed um, by Garrett Nussmeyer today. I, I was, too. All right, moving on to the defense uh, real quick, if you got the time. Yeah, we got uh, we got time for one more, brother, from you. Uh, look, I, I I mean, the way at times in the first half, the way we started the third quarter, I, was, I, I wasn't so sure if I wasn't more shocked that we won the game, today's game or the fact that we ended the game on a blitz, considering we hadn't hardly blitzed at all this entire year. Did, were you the only one surprised, or was it just I was me? Surprised by the, I was surprised by their game plan, because they didn't change shit all year long. And so when you don't change stuff all year long, and then you're blitzing on third down, you're sending more guys than they have in to block, and I'm like, well, 
it, it, let me tell you what it honestly felt like. Can I tell you what it honestly felt like? It felt like Matt House didn't call the defense. It felt like today. Mm, that's interesting. You're it right. felt that's like today that he did, right. It felt like he did not call the defense. It felt like somebody else called it. Now, I have not heard that. I have not been told that. But they didn't do anything different all year long. Why are they doing something different now? That's a question that, and I, you know, I'm not able to be at the Brian Kelly press conference. The first question I would ask Brian Kelly right now today: What changed schematically on defense? And I would make him answer it. So that's what I thought. Thank you so much for the phone call, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for what you do, man. I love, I love you, man. Man, thank you, buddy. Have have a great new year. You too, man. Happy New Year. All right. You can call in. Sorry about the no audio. I am sorry about the no audio. That is on us. New Year, same Blake. Two two five four three five nine three eight seven. If you don't want to call in, you want to send in a super chat. You can do that as well. All right, you're on the phone with Blake Rafino. This is the AYS post game show. Who do we have the pleasure of talking to? Yeah, this is uh, Jimmy from Baton Rouge. Um, I'm just I just finished, you know, watching the game and everything. Actually, I'm driving through. Um, I'm listening to your uh, podcast right now. But I just want to say that that was a tough game. Um, shout out to Wisconsin for giving us that um, beat down and. Um, we did everything we can. Uh, I'm looking forward for the future for this team. And um, hopefully Matt House will not be here. They gave us a beat down is what you said? Yeah, like uh, um, they, pushed us, they pushed us to a limit. And uh, we fight back. We never gave up. And that's how I like it. Oh, I got you. I got you. I appreciate the phone call, buddy. I, I do. I, I am looking forward to what next year can bring. I appreciate the phone call. Appreciate you. All right. 225-435-9387. If you want, got something to say, game, season. If you come in, make a good make make a good point. Don't say, hey, man, they, they beat us down. You didn't get beat down. Defensively, you did not look great. Um, yeah. Uh, Brian Kelly in his postgame press conference said, once Malik Neighbors got the receiving yardage record, Brian Kelly made the decision to pull him, said that Neighbors fought him on it a little, but Kelly made the ultimate decision to pull Malik Neighbors out of the bowl game. Good for him. All right, you're on the phone with Blake Rafino. This is the AYS postgame show. I have a feeling uh, that a jingle is coming on this phone call. Good evening, Tyler Alexander. Tyler, can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, can you turn the show down in the background for me, brother? Yep. All right, the guy I brought in the new year with is on the phone, Tyler Alexander, LPT Realty. Good evening, good sir. What did you think of the game? Oh, well, man, I was watching it, and uh, I think the second-half adjustments uh, that were made were a um, – a little different than what have we seen all of year. And I'm kind of with you on, you know, the second half play call, and I think it was a little bit different. Um, and I'm excited for what's going to be in store for 2024 and uh, seeing if we can make some changes on defense. And so I just wanted to call in and see what's your thoughts on, on the game and what you think is going to happen in 2024. I like the different schematical things that you did defensively. I'm starting to question if – how much at times is it personnel and coaching? Because I do think that Matt House did put this defense in a lot of good positions and they did not make plays. That's number one. My second thought is, and this is in no specific order, my second thought is I thought that Garrett Nussmeyer, if he cleaned some things up, which, again, it's start number one. I'm not going to obliterate him on really anything that he did. I mean, Tyler was his first start. He had 395 yards and three touchdowns, right? I think offensively, yep. you got a lot of good weapons. You got a lot of good players. And I think you got a, got a really good offensive line that's going to develop, get stronger and bigger. I, I like the direction that you're going in some spots. The question that I ultimately I think it comes down to, okay, what can you do defensively? Because, again, there, how many times are the dudes getting shook in the open field by guys like Will Pauling? Bro, they had a white running back in the backfield, and he's shaking dudes in the open field and picking up a first down. That cannot happen. So, 
And for 2024, I think there's got to be a lot of development on the defensive side, or you're going to see a lot of the same things next year, personally. Yep, absolutely. I agree with that. I mean, I think the offense looked fantastic. I mean, I know a lot of people will shoot down Nuss, you know, for the scoring, but I don't think a lot of it was on Nuss. You know, when you establish the running game, I think it's a lot different. Um, I think passing-wise, he looked great. He didn't stretch the ball downfield. He didn't take risks like he did, you know, when he was subbed into the game in the middle of the year this year and, and Alabama game and stuff. Um, so I think he looked great, you know, running that offense the way it was. And even, I mean, you got to take into account that Malik didn't play the second half. And he looked, in my my opinion, better in the second half without Malik than he did in the first half. So um, right. I'm with you, man. I just I hope some changes are coming on the, on the defensive side in the, in the second half. And um, I just want to stop and also and say that you are the GOAT of LSU podcast. And Thank um, you. you're the best there is. So <laughs> that's that. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Happy New Year to you. And uh, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year. That's Tyler Alexander, our realtor over here at AYS LPT Realty. The number two realtor in the entire state of Louisiana, dude, is killing it. If you want to sell your home, if you're in real estate, you want to join his team, you need to give him a call, 225-955-0008. All right, you're on the phone with Blake Rafino. This is the AYS postgame show. Who do we have the pleasure of talking to? Hey, Blake, it's Dakota. Hey, Dakota, what would you think of the game? Well, first off, I want to happy, or wish you a happy new year. Second Same off, to you. Uh, I wanted to say, uh, well, we we started off really slow. Our offense uh, didn't really start well. I thought uh, Nussmeyer played a heck of a game. Uh, the pick was on him. He's got to not do that, but it's part of football. But our defense did not play good at all until like the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we need our defense needs some work real big time yeah they need some work and they need quite honestly i I think they they need some some infusion of talent i i think they do need some infusion of talent but i think it's a mixture of a lot of things number one i think it's a mixture of that you got to get better at play calling on third downs you got to get better at knowing when to send pressure knowing when not to coaching being better coaching and telling guys how to tackle Guys, I mean, we've been so bad at tackling at times, it's abysmal. So, I'll just say we got to fix a lot of things. Uh, the biggest thing that I want to see moving into 2024 is, can you just make open field tackles? That's all I want to see. Not only that, Blake, but, like, we're letting we're letting uh, Mordecai, that's his name, right? Yeah, Tanner we're Mordecai, him look that's right. Like, we're making him look like he's, he's out here running all over. Yeah, well... He's not as fast as him, but you get what I mean. Like he's out here running all right. over us, and we can't even tackle him. Like, that, I mean, I do think we're gonna step it up. I mean, Brian Kelly should know that we need to. Co- I mean, he's he's not stupid. He's gonna get these guys coached, but we can't mm-hmm. look like this next year. Teams are gonna make us look like, you know what I mean. Well, you won't have forward. guys like Jane Daniels to bail you out. I don't think I don't think it's fair to us. For him to have to, you have to rely on him bailing you out every week because there's going to be games where he's off, right? Like he's going to have games where he's off. And so you just cannot allow for Garrett to have to bail you out every week or you're going to, you're going to be looking at eight and four, staring eight and four in the face. Now you've got a long way to go, right? You've got a long, long way to go. But, right. you know, it just, it doesn't feel great at times on what you should be doing. What else did you? What else do you think? Uh, oh, what I was thinking of the game. Yeah, what else do you think of the game? Well, uh, I'm glad they didn't score in that late drive, man. That I don't know if you agree with me, but that game about almost gave me a heart attack watching that last drive. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, look, I, Dakota. Quite honestly, and to kind of wrap it up with you here, I, I just yes, sir. I, I just don't. I, I kind of feel like I, I don't expect anything less. You know, like I don't expect you to take care of business and blow a team like this out. I, I kind of – and that's why in my pregame, like, score prediction, it was 35-28 because I, I honestly did not feel that you had the, the – I, I just feel like you would have the the opportunity to blow them out, but that you never would. So, it, you should have, you could have – but they didn't. So it's all the, the the cardiac tigers, brother. All right. I won't keep you, Blake. Hope you have a happy new year. All right. Thanks, man. Happy new year to you, too. 
All right, this is Blake Rafino. You're on the phone with the a- on the AYS postgame show. What do you think of the game? Uh, well, hi, Blake. Uh, my name is Hakeem, man. I'm calling from uh, just outside ATL, NOLA native, man. Uh, love your show, bro. First time caller. Appreciate it. What do you um, think of the game? Oh, uh, well, um, just, you know, just like what you lamented, you know what I'm saying, on a few things. Um, I think those young corners, um, to me, the secondary – you know, I mean, I want to believe in Stamps and Toviano, mm-hmm. but I'm like you, man. I don't know if it's mostly, you know, the coaching or if it's just we just need another infusion of talent, man. Um, yes, we cannot tackle guys in the open field. Um, that's discern, you know, uh, uh, very concerning. And you know, it's yeah, man. It, it's it, it's kind of tough. I mean, and the schedule's gonna challenge us early next year because you know we got UCLA and USC very early. You know, what I'm saying? very early. Yeah, man. So you know, um, can Juwan Johnson and McBride, and, you know, those guys that's coming in, can they make a difference? Because you know, Major Burns. I mean, Major Burns is out there celebrating, and he was, you know, what I'm saying for every tackle he made, but he missed about ten of them. Yeah, you know, what I, I'm saying? I, I'm like, can oh, can we just on, stop? Man. Can I just stop you right there on one thing? Okay. That, there's not mm-hmm. one thing that drives me more insane than a dude <laughs> like doing the whole like you know the finger underneath the nose and point you know what the fuck are you doing you know like what the fuck are you doing he just ran for 14 yards and got a first down and you're like bowing up on him that you got to tackle that shit I hate that shit yeah man come on bro yeah like hey he got a first down like yeah what do you I mean he flex I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, come on, bro. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, you got me on that one too, man. But yeah, that's you know, that's that's basically my thought. I'm, I, you know, I thought for his first start though. Uh, Garrett got my three ninety five, three touchdowns. He did throw the one pick. I think the the adjustment that really would help him next season. I think by him being a pocket passer, we have to implement the run game. No, to go no ahead doubt. And protect him from himself because we know he gonna sling it. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I think we have to, you know, run the football better to protect him from himself. And uh, I think Nuts will be okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, I don't need him to be Brett Favre. That's mm-hmm. the one thing that I don't like that what you did today. I, I don't think that you were good enough in the running game. You know, look, mm-hmm. you got Noah Kane, Josh Williams, lean, and I know that you rotate backs in and out. That's a Frank staple. Having Caleb Absolutely. Jackson only get three touches the entire game is is asinine to me. Absolutely. And he scored a touchdown on one of those three touches. So That's right. That's right. That's so stupid is- to me. You got to get him more touches. I think they will, but you just got to get him some more some more carry. I appreciate the phone call, my man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate All right. you. Thanks. Keep call in you. again. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. All right. So, look, we're going to – because me and Joe are doing the postgame show. Um – the post-game show after the playoff games tonight. So I got to start getting ready, but we do got some super chats in here. Michael Moore says, why would he pull Malik Neighbors 8 but not Brian Thomas or BTJ? Thing number one, because it it's like you're for sure, right? Like you're 1,000% for sure. Um, if you're Brian Thomas Jr. or Malik Neighbors, you're probably going to be a top 10, 12 pick. I don't know if Brian Thomas Jr., even though we believe and think that he will be a first-round pick and know that he'll work himself into a first-round pick, like going to the combine and stuff like that, I don't know if it's a foregone conclusion. That's my That would be my opinion on why they did it. Uh, any chances Brian Thomas Jr. is staying? I don't think he's staying. I don't. I, I don't. That man ain't staying here. I know he said he'd make his decision and he'll announce it soon. That man ain't staying here. D. Smith with two four nine forty nine uh four ninety nine super chat says I think this proves that maybe we need to target secondary corners um more important. I agree with that. And he also says, bring me Bo Davis, wouldn't mind Chevis Jackson either. I love the Chevis Jackson thing. Why do you think personnel changes what or personnel change when do you think personnel changes will be made? If so, Caleb Jackson just made himself RB one. Um Thank you so much for the me eight the both four ninety nine dollars super chats. Um, number one, 
It's of my opinion that I think personnel changes are coming, could even start tomorrow. I think you need to be ready for a roller coaster of things to come Tuesday or tomorrow. I think that there's going to be some crazy things that could happen. Listen to me. Don't overreact. Stay somewhat mellow because there's always a plan. Um, but I do think things start tomorrow. I, I think you start seeing things change tomorrow. Guys going in the draft, maybe a guy or two going in the portal, maybe a guy moving on from the coaching staff, then some hires potentially. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, I got to start preparing for this po these post-game shows and these playoff games. Go over to Rafino and Joe. We will be live tonight on Rafino and Joe YouTube channel and on our Facebook channel. Uh, after the playoff games, we'll be here live, so stay with us. Thank you so much for another great, great, great year of these post-game shows. I cannot do it without you, dude. I cannot do it without you. It means so much that you decide to join us every single week. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And here's to another great year, another 10-win year for LSU, the LSU Tigers. Uh, thanks to the producers. Thanks to Believe. Thanks to everybody who helps us in these post-game shows. We'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll do a lot of post-game shows for LSU baseball, too, so it's good to have you here with us. We'll see you again tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.